it's more, I mean, it's it's a given that he encounters more people who hate him than understand him. So when society is passing by you 20, 50 times a day telling you that you're a piece of shit, you're unworthy, like, why would you feel the need to go and better yourself when society's already deemed you unworthy and that piece of shit? So, like, they're just, con- they're just feeding into it, like, and, and making the problem worse instead of trying to empathize and understand What's up and welcome to Nacho's Cafe. This is your boy Will aka Nacho and today is Talk About It Tuesday where me and a guest will sit and talk about it, whatever it is, and that's what we'll be talking about. You ready? Alright, welcome to Nacho's Cafe. As you know, today is Talk About It Tuesday, my favorite. But today I have, as always, another special guest and out here in the wonderful Arizona, I have one of my friends named Shane, and um, he was one of my very, very first friends that I met out here when I moved here to Phoenix. Uh, he was a bartender at the bar called Apollo. Um, was it Apollo 13? No, it was Apollo. Why did it? 13? Girl. <laughs> 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 no. I was like, why does 13 want to come out? It's a movie, you know what I mean? Anyways. But um, I met him there, and we, I met him uh, along with another friend, and we just had a blast, and we just connected, and then every time we saw each other, it was just like, (gasps) (laughs) Shane, not your will! (laughs) And so it was like a magnet, like, oh my god, and everyone was like, what's going on? Like, you guys just embarrassed? Like, I don't really care, you know? And it was just always positive, radiant, like, energy, and... Those who probably met me and those who probably met him can know exactly what I'm talking about. A little intense. <laughs> it is it is really intense, but we can understand it, and it's just a really good place where it's coming from. And so what I have is I'm having him today. He's going to share a little bit of his story. His, I call it like a conquer, trials and tribulation, and learning from existing to living. And I mean, that's a way of, I could possibly put it in a little positive way. Um, but... He went through, um, as we all, we all go through situations into our life where uh, we're kind of trying to find ourselves and trying to identify whether it's our purpose, whether we belong in in our world, uh, where we belong in the world. And depending on who you surround yourself with, uh, it could kind of lead you astray sometimes. And sometimes we dabble into things that sometimes at the moment, we may find things as a mistake, and a lot of people think of when we go through those tough times in our lives as it being like, wow, don't you have regret on this and that? And when you grow, and I mean truly grow and evolve and look at everything that maybe you used to regret, and then you look at it as, as a blessing in disguise, that it brought you to who you are today. Um, and I'm one that says it all the time, like, I don't regret anything in my life because it brought me to where I'm at, uh, to where I can understand um, understand others. And I love meeting people who have stories because it helps me understand life itself. And I think life is a beautiful thing. I mean, I don't just think that I know it for myself. And um, one of the things that we'll get a chance to share on is um, the, the addiction, addiction, the word addiction. And I think, Sometimes a lot of us, we think as addiction as a negative, 
and it all comes as perspective because we all have our own opinions and perspective on things and I think we need to keep that open because there's always two sides to everything and when it comes to like a word there's also another side and I think even with addiction is well, what are you addicted to and how did you transform that and um, well let me ask you <laughs> well welcome to the show first of hey. all welcome thanks for having me <laughs> Do you see his shirt, Golden Girls? I'm like, the moment when he got up, I was like living. I was like, yes! Go, you can get that Walmart. for $9 at Walmart. <laughs> We're promoting Walmart like, today. Yeah, right. <laughs> I was like, I need that. <laughs> but um, how are you doing today? I'm fantastic. I'm good. I'm happy I'm to be here. <laughs> Me too. So um, what I wanted to ask you is the word addiction. Like, What's the first thing that comes to your mind when you hear the word addiction? Well, the word addiction in itself has a negative connotation to it, and it's like usually, you know, a lot of pain and sorrow and, you know, regret mm-hmm. and all that. Um, but it's funny that you said trials and tribulations because that's the title of my book to me, the trials and tribulations of the gay redneck from Missouri. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's all, that's all it's ever been. It's just trials and tribulations. Yeah. And like, but I mean, addiction, I think we all are addicted to something somehow, some way, you know. Yeah. That, there's a very wide wide very you can be addicted to watching tv you can be addicted to porn <laughs> you can, i mean you can be addicted to so many things you know and so um and i know as what you shared with me that um you conquered you conquered uh an addiction that that was introduced to you or you found out which was uh meth yes how how did you discover that? I'm curious. <laughs> well, see, like, you know, and that's what, like, I, everybody always says, well, you made the choice. Well, of course I made the choice course. to do that drug. Yeah. Like, um, but, you know, why did I make that choice? Yeah. Like, that's what so many people don't ever stop to think about. And, um, you know, I'm the first to open the gay man from a town of 1,200 people in southern Missouri. <laughs> Where at in Missouri? Um, do you know where the boot is? I'm literally 30 minutes above the border of Arkansas. Like, you can take a dirt road from my house uh-huh. to Arkansas. And I go there. Yep. Nice. Right there. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I mean, like, to say that I didn't fit in, you know, mm-hmm. you know, but I mean, I didn't even know what gay was. Like, right. I, we had two channels growing up. Like, there was no openly gay people. I lived 10 miles down a dirt road on top of a hill. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I just knew that I was different. And, uh, you know, and my mother was an alcoholic, and you know she was uh, not. Wait, how do I want to put this? <laughs> <laughs> she had her ways of, you know, trying to toughen me up and all that good fun jazz. And but uh, you know, the, the first time she kicked me out of my house when I was twelve, on you know, my twelfth birthday actually, I came up walking home uh, up the driveway. Oh my I was like, "Is there anything you want to say?" And she said, "Yeah, get out." Like, and see, my grandmother had lived with us the, beforehand, and she had moved out. You know just to protect me from her mm-hmm. and uh so that was like an ongoing thing and like our town was so small yeah that like of course everybody knew everybody's business mm-hmm. and like oddly enough the only people who reached out to me to offer me a safe place to stay yeah the meth cooks <laughs> the, the irony behind all that, like um you know it was like i was friends with um one of his girlfriends uh-huh. and uh they just kind of were like man we know what your home life's like we have an extra bedroom right like if you want to move in and just help take care of the house we need right. a place to stay right and uh there was my 
first line of math. Uh -huh. And see, and the thing is, it's like, <clears throat> you know, I can honestly say without a doubt that meth saved my life. Mm -hmm. Like, because it was up until then that, like, you know, I hated who I, I hated being, you know, I came out to myself as a fag. Like, I'm, I'm a fucking faggot. I'm a fucking faggot. Like, you know, in my, my high school planner, you know, page after page, top to bottom, just said, I want to die. I want to die. I want to die. And that's all I could ever think about. But then meth came <laughs> you know and i've got all these girlfriends and it's like i yeah. can't figure out and like it shut off all those emotions yeah it shut off all that made stuff you numb. it made me numb yeah. and then like you know i dropped all the girlfriends and then i actually found a way to fit in with the guys yeah you know and i became one of the guys yeah and like and then all of a sudden i became kind of cool yeah <laughs> and it was like oh like and uh but it just, it allowed me to endure what I had to until I was able to get out of there. And I actually went to alternative school and uh, finished my junior and senior year in a month and a half, you know? Wow. <laughs> Sitting on a computer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and then I remember the day they were like, you're done. And I was like, I'm done. And they were like, yeah. And I said, I can walk out that door and never come back. And right. they were like, yeah. And I said, please. <laughs> you know, and uh, I left. And then uh, it was... It was like two weeks after that, like I think, that I left that town. I just turned 17, mm -hmm. and uh, I knew somebody had graduated and, you know, was living in a town two hours away, and uh -huh. just come. And I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. And I never looked back. Like, wow. And uh, that's when the journey really began. <laughs> and that's over here. That's <laughs> <laughs> real interesting. <laughs> <clears throat> so what happened next? I'm curious what happened after that. So, because what led you to Arizona, Phoenix? What, what brought me here? Like, mm -hmm. I literally like moved around Missouri. Like, I think I lived in like 13 different towns in Missouri. Like, uh -huh. I just kept, Jumping you know, into... basically just trying to find myself, just trying yeah. to figure out who I was and what I was doing. And mm -hmm. like, I was living in Phoenix or uh, Kansas City, uh -huh. and uh, I literally was just in this depressed state of mind. And I remember opening up a map. Uh-huh. And, like, I saw the word Phoenix. And I had never been. I didn't know anybody. And I thought, you know what? I'm just going to do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah. I went to work. And uh, I was working for this restaurant. And they were actually doing a training for some man managers. Uh -huh. And uh, there was one of the managers in training that overheard me talking about wanting to move to Phoenix. Uh -huh. And he said... Um, you know, when are you going to go? I said, I'm just going to go soon. Like, and he yeah. was like, well, just so you know. He was like... Um, I just moved in with my fiance, and he was like, and uh, there's one month left on my lease. He's like, it's an apartment. It's yeah. empty. He's like, but it's yours. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about destiny. It was meant to be. <laughs> so I literally bought a plane ticket. I left my car on the side of the road. I put the title on the dashboard. I packed up two suitcases, wow. jumped on that plane. <laughs> and did not look back. And I did not look back. I didn't. It was the scariest, scariest, most rewarding thing I've ever done in my life. Yeah. Like, it was, I mean, that those first couple weeks, I just literally sat there every day and just bawled and cried <laughs> and cried. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. Oh, my God. But, you know, to push through that fear yeah. and, you know, to overcome all that, like, yeah. God. I, uh, you know, one of the hardest things that I've, I found out in life was accepting your reflection. You know, looking in the mirror and actually identifying that individual looking back. Because I think a lot of us try to avoid that. Was there ever a time in your life where you finally acknowledge that person looking back? Like to fully acknowledge? 
was gonna say that wouldn't happen until like recently. Well, okay, well, where's the beginning? <laughs> I know. Where like, was the hello? Where's I the hello? mean, gosh, I mean, there are, there's, we have four other states to go through before. Yes, <laughs> yes, that's great though. Like, uh, but no, I mean, you know, because like, it's funny because like, you know, being little Golgate, me and like Country Bumpkin family, like, you know, I didn't fit in there. Like, yeah. You know, and then to be that little small town Country Bumpkin and then move to the big bad city and yeah. like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I mean, I'm 35 and I still don't know what it means to be gay or, like, how to act gay. Or... I mean, is there any right or wrong no. way, I mean, to be any way? I think it's just how you feel, yeah. you know? Being your authentic self. Yeah. Because like... everybody has an opinion. Mm. No, 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 not that way, not that way. Not... You want to do like this. You want to swear right. like that. You know, you want to speak <laughs> like this, you know? There's, uh, someone always has an opinion on how you should be according to their mind and their understanding and through their walk of life. And sometimes, most of the time, it's not, not like that. How it's gonna be? Yeah, it's no. not like that at all. You know, and I think that's the best part of when you discover your own self. You know, right. um, did you ever run into your mom again? Um, no. Well, intentionally, well, no, because like when, well, when I go back home, she lives next to my little brother, and so, but like, <clears throat> she, I, I had to cut her out of my life. That was the next state later on, and. Uh, you know, she, um, like, I was homeless. Yeah. And, like, because, like, I mean, we'll, 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 we'll get back to that yeah, later. Yeah. But, like, Phoenix, like, you know, when I moved there, like, um, I had a choice of who was in my life. Like, you know, like, it was, like, a fresh start. Like, you know, and if you breathe the word meth, like, you had, I had nothing to do with you. Like, yeah. because, like, I was so afraid of what that meant. And so I did everything that I could to, you know, prevent that from happening. Yeah. And I made it almost five years. Uh-huh. Yeah. Until uh, <clears throat> I was, uh, I, I don't know if you remember him or not, I don't know if you, but Matt Bowman, um, we worked together. Um, very familiar. Was he, everybody knew Matty. Uh, unfortunately, he's not here anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, he died uh, three years ago mm-hmm. overdose. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, <laughs> Matt was the most amazing individual I've ever met in my life. And, like, he really just, like, you know, he was just this big out and proud and like, you know, don't give a fuck. Like, yeah. <clears throat> and you know, he just kind of took me under his wing and then like we moved, we moved in together and like we talked about our do's and our don'ts. And mm-hmm. my one don't, my one don't was I cannot see, hear, talk about methamphetamines. I was like, it is my, you know, that's my one absolute no. <clears throat> yeah. And we lived together for almost two years and like he became my best friend. Like, and at the time I was working like three jobs and yeah. uh, so I never saw him. Like, because I was just always really busy, and, like, one night I was at the bar working, and uh-huh. I get a phone call, and uh, it was him, and he was saying something like, the cops are coming, the cops are here, I don't know what to do, I may or may not have had this, you know, I love my plants. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, being a pothead back then, sometimes you throw those seeds in your plants, and yeah. then you look down, and it's like, oh. <laughs> What's that? What's growing there? But I was like, can I keep it? Like, you know, it was just for shits and giggles. Yeah. But he was just calling me freaking out. And like, I was like, dude, just throw it in the trash. Like, whatever. It doesn't matter. Like, just get rid of it. Like, and then he said, call my sister. She'll know what's going on. So I called his sister and she was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And I was like, oh. And she was like, you don't think it is. And I said, don't you dare say it. (laughs) I was like, don't you dare. And I was like, and so... All I knew was is that my best friend was going to go to jail for my stupid shit. Like, and I was not about to have that. So I literally walked out of my job. I said, I got to go. Like, I just have to. Like, yeah, yeah. And uh, so I left and I ran home and I 
opened up the door, and the lights were off, and there he was, crouched down on a ball, <laughs> peeking out the window. And I instantly knew it. And I said, how long have you been up? He's like, three days. And I said, I said, were the cops even here? And he was like, there are, and I said, you motherfucker. He was like, they're across the street. And I was just uh. like, oh my God. And I was just like, livid. I was just so pissed. And like, I called his sister and I said, get him out of here now. I was like, he cannot be here. He yeah. cannot, I don't want to be around this. Like, I just... Yeah. And so she came and she got him. And uh, as uh, they were leaving, I said, where's your shit? Like, I'm going to throw it away. I'm going to get rid of it. And, uh, you know, he gave it to me. And they left. And I walked four blocks to the farthest away dumpster that I knew of. I wanted that stuff as far away from me as possible. Yeah. I made it to that dumpster. I lifted up that lid. I put it in my pocket <laughs> and I turned right back around and I went home and I smoked it. Uh, and uh, that relapse lasted one week. Uh-huh. I slept wow. with one person, uh-huh. one person who lied to me, and I got the HIV. <laughs> <laughs> <Man>. <clears throat> yeah. So, uh, you know, coming down, you know. How is that? Because, you know, you see the movies. Is it, you know how they, you know, you know what I mean? How is it like? coming down from that is it really like that <laughs> physically i mean like you know when you when you're opiates physical like that is a pain you don't ever ever want to experience um with meth coming down it's an emotional mind fuck like it's because like i mean your uh your cortisol levels are all adjusting back and you your brain literally has to rewire itself like yeah. and so it's just like this Oh, and you're feeling feelings again. And yeah. it's like just this, oh, and oh my God. And, but then you have like the, the shame and the guilt, like, you know, and the beating yourself up and like, you know, that I'm not worthy. Like, what have I done? Like, you know, and it's just, you just prepare yourself to cry nonstop mm-hmm. for three, four days and sleep and eat and cry yeah. some more. And, yeah. You know, until you finally, yeah, you know, Jeez. suck it all back up and go back out there. Like, yeah. But then to, uh, to, realize because I instantly knew that what I had done because I was back then like I was a big condom junkie like oh yeah my yeah gosh, like you know yeah and that was and I just knew I just had this gut feeling yeah. and I was just like crap <laughs> and so I mean I was just you know I but I didn't just stop and like do miserable recovery like I just yeah. started drinking and then the pills and then it was just like I honestly don't remember the next few months. Um, <laughs> just wanted to black it out. It, it, that's all I did. Yeah. I was just blacking out. Like, I just didn't want to accept the fact, you know, that I, the inevitable yeah. <laughs> it yeah. was what I knew it was. And yeah. I just sort of wasn't ready to accept it. Yeah. And, uh, and then uh, it was funny because I was uh, working in a different bar. And uh, I, <laughs> I was working during the day and, like, you know, see so, my two DOCs are meth and opiates, like painkillers, like, ugh. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, I couldn't understand why, you uh, know, but anyway. Yeah. You know, but it's weird because, like, Percocets will give me this extreme amount of energy, mm-hmm. and, like, I'll be running around alphabetizing, blah, 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 but then give me a big bowl of meth, and I'm going to sit in one spot and not move for, like, you know, the next five days. <laughs> but um, I went to work, and I finished my shift, and then I went home, and I thought, God, I 
this awesome day to meet lots of money. Yeah. And my boss called me and he was like, Shane, you went home with the till. <laughs> and I was like, wait, what? And he was like, and then he started out and I was like, hold on a second. I was like, I was just there, wasn't I? And like, I didn't even remember that. Wow. And I said, I need to call you back. And so when I let it all sink in, what had happened, and I said, shit. And I just called him back and I said, I'm not going to say anything more than I need to take a leave of absence. And I was like, I think you understand. He was like, yes. <laughs> and I said, I just need. And uh, my trainer at the time at the gym uh-huh. is the one that said, get up, let's go. He's like, we're going to go get tested. Yeah. He's like, you have to do this. Like, yeah. No. And I said, yeah. I know, I know. And uh, yeah, <sighs> that was a moment I'll never forget. Uh, that was intense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah. It was a. Uh, <laughs> Definitely, in a moment of your life, changing. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, I remember just uh, screaming a little bit, you know, and that nurse being like, "Are you gonna be okay?" Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like you know, I mean, on top of like the drugs and then that, like I just thought, you know, everyone's gonna hate me. Like you know, I'm not, you know, I'm just this stereotypical, like you know, I was raised to believe, you know, I'm going to have be gay and have gay sex and get HIV and get AIDS and die. Like, oh God. I mean, that was the stigma. You know, that was <laughs> stigma. <laughs> that, stigma. That was what, you know, was created. You know, it was like, oh yeah, don't, you're like, you know, we're not the only ones that can get it, right? Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh. You know, it was stupid. Oh. Stupidity, but at, at, its, at its best, you know, and I, how did you turn it all around? Like all of it, because like, what triggered you? And I know you left. I did. I left, and I went back home to Missouri. Uh huh. And I went out in the woods, and went way out there. And like, you know, that's always like been my safe haven. Like, you know, there's something, some peace. Like, uh, you know, I, I mean, I can relate because I do cabins, and so I just gotta be away from the noise, the cars just even phones i turn yeah. everything off and just like disconnect yeah <laughs> it's a beautiful yeah. thing yeah. um like yeah um and i remember just going out and just sitting and thinking and i remember this moment very very well and i just thought you know it's just, i kept i was on repeat this is this is it this is over this is this is done done yeah. like, and you know and i thought i stopped and thought wait a second no it's not yeah. like um no and then it was just like real quick and i was just like I took my power back and I said, this isn't the end, this is the beginning. Yeah. Like, and I mean, just like my, you know, tattoo says, yeah. it's 11, 17, 11 is the day that I thought my life was over. Yeah. Little did I know, I was only given a reason to live and I have fucking lived. <laughs> yes, you have. And uh, it was, it was actually an awesome turnaround and like, and I was just like, I can go back. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I gotta yeah. go back right now. And like, you know, and I went back and I went to the doctor and like, and I was like, I need to start meds right now. And like, it was just all about creating that mindset, yeah. you know, and yeah. uh, believing yeah. that I was going to be okay and having yeah. the faith that I was going to be okay. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know what you're doing. Yeah. She's like, but just keep it up. Yeah, yeah. 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 <clears throat> focus. And so, you know, and I started my own little outreach program. Awesome. At the time, we called it Happy Hivers. But uh, that's not exactly. But that's kind of clever, though. The way I you said thought it, it was good. That's actually kind of clever. It's like it's put a little ring to it, you know. But the, you know, now that's you know, Hivers is not <laughs> very appropriate. Let, let's not ever say that. Like, 
but it was just like, you know, my biggest thing was is that like, you know, I found out I was positive and like I didn't know anyone else who was positive. And yeah. like, you know, because it's something that, you know, nobody's really talking oh, about yeah. since you don't advertise. And yeah. Like, yeah. And so it was just like my own little network of people that like, you know, I put myself out there and then they were allowed to connect with me and we just went and did stuff as a, as a little group. Yeah. And like, you know, I had dinner and movies and it was, right. you know, allowed them, you know, time to just be them and like, you know, not be afraid to be, because I mean, to be diagnosed, you know, you're afraid to be around people. Like, you know, do I need to warn them? Do I need to like, it's like, no, yeah. <laughs> yeah. stop. But yeah. so, yeah. And then what came? Well, that, that came, I came back to Phoenix. Came back, okay. Came back That's when you started. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then did that and was back here for like, I don't know, about another year or two. What, when was that? When was that? What year and was see, that? And that's when, what year was that? What year? Because I moved here in 2012, and so I moved 2014. Yeah. Um, Wait, what's that movie called? Is it End of the World? <laughs> <laughs> I forget what it was, but... Uh, Which one? I feel like there's a couple. I know, and I saw you, I think, because I know I was on a date, I do and I saw you in that restaurant, and I was, it was still like, I think we did like this double, like... <gasps> Like, and it's like I forgot who I was with. I just stood like shame, and we like had this moment where we just like for we, we were like pause like, and then we just like that's the way I only did. It was like trying to like keep quiet, but we just could not. But um, that was the last time I had saw you, and you had told me you were moving. You're like I'm leaving, and I'm like oh my gosh, where are you going? And I forgot what you told me you were leaving, but you were telling me like I I'm leaving because I, I thought you had left. And then you were like, no, I'm leaving. I'm like, oh, I'm just like, I don't know if you were visiting, but I know you said you were leaving. So you I left and I came saying. back and then I left again. Yes. <clears throat> and I went back to Missouri. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Only because like, I just didn't, I just knew because like my, okay, so addiction, mm -hmm. you know, and, and drug use and relapses and stuff like that. For the longest time, I had myself convinced that I was a fan of self-sabotage because like, um, it is the feeling of being unworthy. Like, you know, to, cause like, I mean, my mother raised me to believe that I was worthless, piece of shit, and like, unworthy of love. Like, I would never be loved, like, and it was just like, she reminded me that ever. I mean, the physical abuse was a cakewalk compared to the emotional abuse. Well, that's worse. It's hard yeah. to heal from that. I'm 35 I mean, you can get a scar and it's like, okay, it heals, but internal is just a whole other process. And especially like with, that's why I like working with kids. Like, cause I mean, mm. like what most people don't realize, you know, and especially in society today, when you are five years old and you endure like that type of trauma, yeah. like, you know, your brain is still developing. Yeah. Like, and like, these are very important times right. in the development and stages of a brain. Like, right. you know, and so, and that does carry on into your adult life. So when you see things or people acting out, like, stop and ask yourself why you know what could have possibly happened to that individual you know that you know resulted in that like you know i worked with a kid here like you know when he was 12 his dad decided he was too feminine and took a belt to him so badly that he had 278 staples up and down his back i mean the picture was like something from a freddy krueger movie but you know that was when he was 12 and at the age of 15 like he had no real concept of reality. Like he lived in his own little, you know, just because that's what allowed him to survive and get through. Yeah. <clears throat> and you know, and the one thing that I always said was like, my biggest concern from him is, what is his adult life going to look like? 
You know, when he's out there running around, society's going to immediately ostracize him and put him down, and he doesn't stand a chance. All because of his fucking arrogant prick dad. Like, and that's just, I don't know. And that sucks. But anyway. (laughs) um, Yeah, just the the whole self-worth. And like, you know, when I come back to Phoenix, I'm like, you know, I started volunteering with 1 in 10. And I started doing, and like, I just started to give, give, give. And that's where like, you know, I found a big part of me that I like to do. And uh, I will never forget the day that I was walking down the sidewalk and And for the first time in my life, like, I was happy. And I knew what that felt like. And it was a new feeling for me, and I wasn't used to it. And, like, <clears throat> I remember just stopping and saying to myself, and I was just smiling, and I was like, oh, my God, like, yeah. I'm, I'm really actually happy. <clears throat> and uh, what did I do? <laughs> I went and got some drugs the next day. Because uh, <clears throat> I, you know, that was unfamiliar. I was like, supposed I, to say, I was like, it's unfamiliar. It's very unfamiliar. Like, I was born into chaos. I was raised in chaos. Like, you know, and I thrived from chaos. And yeah. I, I was so happy, I didn't know what to do with it. Like, you know, I was surrounded by so much love, I didn't know what to do with it. Yeah. And it was just, like, overwhelming. And it was just like, oh, shit. And so yeah. it literally took, like, two hours of, like, making an online account and having that shit delivered to my door. <laughs> it's crazy how, make it, how easy they make it, right? I know. Like, I mean... God, you're not grinder these days. Like, <laughs> that is just like the instant like right. drug connection. <laughs> like God, you know, just that simple headline. And, right. Like, it's it's just that accessible. And like, and it, you know, that sucks. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that's you know, and I mean, I even had three people from that organization like kidnap me, and they the three of them took eight hour shifts um, supervising me. To make sure that I would come down and I'd, yeah. you know, and that's, I was just a volunteer for that organization. Like, I made a, you know. It, but you planted something there. I did. And see, but then, you know, uh, what I tried to explain, I was like, the more love they showed me, yeah. the, the worse they were making it. Like, I wasn't ready for it. Like, I didn't. You weren't used to that. Yeah, I wasn't used to it. I didn't know how to, like, I couldn't get a grasp on it. And, I, and like, it was good as it was making me feel, it was making me feel worse. You know what's interesting is that you were, it was easy for you to give it though, but it wasn't easy for you to receive it. I can love all day, but like as soon as anybody wanted to give it back, it's like, what are you doing? It's just fine. Get off me. It doesn't make sense. Like, you know, and that, that was, you know, that took a really long time to figure out. Like, and that was always really weird. Like, it's all you knew though. Yeah. You know, growing, I mean, growing up from a child with that mentality. And being that you probably were just trying to be as loving too, even to your mom, but not mm-hmm. receiving it. So having that at such an early age, that's what you have as an understanding of love, is that you don't get it back, you give it. You know, and... Constantly uh, trying to just make yeah. it happen. Like, uh, and like, like childhood trauma, like one of the long-term effects is um, people-pleasing and trying to fix everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, just stop. Yeah, um, it, uh, I, I think I feel like sometimes when it comes to that knowing that you do need something in return I think it is when you discover your own worth I feel like and you're the one who actually gives your own love I feel like you know I because everyone's story is different you know right. but I noticed that I started to understand maybe receiving it by showing my own my own self my that love giving okay I gave it to everybody else 
maybe I should try to give it to myself. It's going to be so weird. It's a weird concept to grab. You know, but it's like, I guess I can practice that. Because I feel like when you do show yourself a little bit of that love that you give so freely to others, maybe then you will start to be opening up very little to receiving it from maybe others. Because maybe you have a familiar familiarity if that's a word um, of how it how how it feels. that was a tongue twist <laughs> um, of feeling that you know I think maybe then you can start I don't know when when was it when you actually started opening up to others loving you caring for you and but loving myself like gosh that that literally didn't happen until like I didn't figure that out until the past couple of years like. Really, it's like, like I was talking about, like that that perspective, like yeah. you know. Um, well, I mean, it was uh, it was actually in Oregon because I mean, after Arizona, it was Texas, and then it was Oregon. I do remember Texas. I don't remember Oregon. Texas. <laughs> I mean, you made a star across oh, the country. I did because, like, <laughs> well, like, I mean, after I left Arizona and I went back to Missouri and I was seeing my cousin, like, um, I had made one friend in the whole like little party scene. Who, when I had left, he literally packed up his car and just started driving. He left. Just go. He was like, if you're going to go, like, I'm going to go. I don't know where I'm going to go. But he just jumped in his car and started wow. driving. And I was like, okay, bye. And, uh, well, he ended up in Dallas. And um, I was sitting there and he, like, texted me and said, you should move here. We can, you know, recreate our li- a life. He's like, I want to live the life that you had. Like, you know, you volunteering and being involved and stuff like that. And he's like, we could really do that here. And I was like, okay, I like the sound of that. And yeah, like, yeah. I'm in Springfield, Missouri, and I'm on Grinder, <laughs> and there's a profile that says visiting from Dallas, and I thought, mm-hmm. there's <laughs> life is always speaking to you. <laughs> I'm just gonna learn to listen, <laughs> um, and uh, so I literally just like messaged him and I said, hey, did you drive or fly? And he was like, I flew, and I, he's like, I drove, and I said, oh, I was like, can I ride back with you? Right, 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 right. And he was like, sure. I was like, I just need to get down there. Like, yeah. I just, and he was, I'd never met the dude, and like, wow. <laughs> I don't, I mean, but you know, I don't fear life or anyone in it. Like, I don't, I never have. And like, you know, I love people. Like, we all have something to gain from one another. And it's like all those weird, random coincidences, like, have been some of the best parts of my life. Like, so I still people don't. If there's some really weird person doing some, that's life making that person stand up, like telling you to pay attention, like you could probably gain something from that. <clears throat> Tell the truth. Yeah. I mean, I, I can only you know agree on that. You know, because fortunately I haven't met you know like those scary people. You know, it's like you know the ones like look out for that. You know, I, I feel like I have had or think I have had a good head on my shoulders when I meet individuals, but. I mean, a little bit of risk, like, you know, I, I mean, you could have turned out to be a killer. <laughs> Meet me at Apollo's, you know? <laughs> like, mm, you know? All right. <laughs> you know, but it's like, you live life once, and I mean, if I come out of this alive, it's an experience, you know? Exactly. And it did. And so I, I feel like society really teaches you to fear a lot. I know we were talking about that earlier, where it's just, it, a lot of things just teach you how to be... You know, you're scared because you don't, we don't understand things. We're scared of what we don't understand. We're conditioned to fear yes. the unknown. Conditioned. Conditioned. We really are. Like, yeah. You know, I mean, from, like, TV to, like, our parents, like, you know, it's just, it's just, like, this network of, you know, If you don't understand, bad! Yeah. That's bad. Uh, you know, you're like, afraid, you're, no. Yes, no. yeah, yeah. Talking about from moving from Texas 
So how did that work? Were people more accepted? Like, I know you were saying the guy that you were going to Texas with, he wanted to have a life like you and wanted to start it up, like what you guys were, like, working on, uh, or what you were working on, helping kids and all that. Were, how was it there? Did you guys do mm-hmm. that? I take that as a no. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> I got there in the first place that he took me to. The first person I met was a dealer. He had to, and I still, I still can't wrap my head around. And like, you know, I moved my stuff from one car to his, and I'm like, oh my God, so good to see you. And he says, I have to fix my friend's sink. And I said, okay. Like, and then we go to this nice fancy house, and then a bong suddenly, and I just stopped, and I looked at it, (laughs) and I looked at him, and I said, are you? right now like you can't be serious i was like you know exactly what's about to happen like and i took that one hit and then i did not lay down on a bed for the next 32 days 32 days it like it was just like this insane like just go 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 and like you just Go, 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 go until you just can't go no more. And I remember the first time falling out, like, I literally was in Starbucks, downtown Dallas, in the middle of the day, and I went to go get some coffee. (laughs) And I, uh, I remember sitting down, and the next thing I know is, like, I'm being carried out by two cops, and I'm just like, what the fuck is happening? What is going on? He's yeah. like, do you? And I was like, no. I was like, what? And I was like, what's going on? And he just, he's like, dude, he's like, you fell asleep and you had your hand on your pants and you were screaming stuff in your sleep. And I said, oh shit. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> First impressions are everything. <laughs> So, I mean, that was like a nice little, you know, that was fun. It was a lot of fun. 32 days. Yeah. Like, I mean, talk about like not having a concept of reality. Like, you know, sleep deprivation will... Yeah, I mean, 32. I must have stuck. Oh, God. Wow. Um, Yeah. I'm just bad on two days. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, ah, see, I still can't even, I still can't wrap my head around it. Like, I mean, but I... I remember what I don't remember, but it was just like, I don't know, it was just intense. It was pretty intense. But, uh, you know, the stories that I have from Dallas are are none like any other. Like, I mean, I was selling drugs for an undercover. Like, I wow. was, I got, I just would be walking along and somebody would be like, hey, like, you know, I'm like, okay. And like, you know, I love everyone. Yeah, like, yeah, sure, yeah, I'll help. Yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is not good. Yeah, um, yeah. But, you know, going back to, like, you know, the self-worth, and you know, I had reached that point where I just, I needed sleep. I was, you know, I was living a life I didn't want to be living. It was just like, God damn it. Like, and so I called my aunt, and she was like, you're going to have to call your mom. And I said, no. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, Shane, I've already talked to her. She's, you know, she can probably help you. And I was like, oh, God. So, like, I'm standing in this hotel lobby. <clears throat> I call my mother, and uh, after she reams into me for a minute, like, 
her. <laughs> she says, you know, I'll consider helping you, but you have to do something for me. And I said, what's that? And she said, I want you to repeat 10 times, I'm a fucking loser, and then I will consider helping you. I did it. I fucking did it. I stood there in that lobby on the phone and said, I'm a fucking loser 10 times just to appease her. Just because I just wanted sleep that bad. I would have, I would have done anything for that bet. And uh, her response was, you're a fucking loser. Why would I want to help you? Oh, that is when that bitch died to me. Like, you know, I had no other choice. Like, you know, I just went the phone and thought, shit. And like, um, but the, the clerk at the, the hotel, like he, he would hurt me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so I was like, can I charge my phone? He was like, dude, just sit and, you know, and he let me sit there, I, you know, so I just took a deep breath and said, all right, here we go, you know, and back out in the streets you go and like, just start doing what you got to do to survive. And like, you know, and having been in social work for so many years and like, you know, one of the things that people ask is like, why do homeless people, you know, always go to meth? Like, well, it's an excellent survival tool. Like one, you don't got to find somewhere to sleep mm -hmm. and you don't got to come up with a bunch of money to eat stuff because you're not hungry. Like, so if you're, if you've been pushed to that point, like meth is an excellent tool to, for survival. Like, I mean, that's good to understand. Cause you know, you hear that and, and being as people, cause you hear like, I'm gonna get that money cause they're gonna use it on meth or some drugs, you know? And, and everyone says it. Yeah. And it's like, oh, why, why would they go to drugs? You know? And I mean that, and I'm, and I'm someone who likes to see from both sides, you know? Cause who am I to judge? Right. You know? Mm -hmm. So it's like, I want to understand. And it's like, I, I never knew that. Now I understand that part cause I, I don't know anything about drugs. You know, I know anything about alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> I can't drink. <laughs> I can't drink. <laughs> but see, that's, I mean, I recently posted something about that too. It's like, you know, people need to realize that, you know, self, self-worth, you know, the entirety of what that looks like and feels yeah. like and have an understanding because, you know, that person sitting on the corner, you know, asking for money, you know, it's more, I mean, it's, it's a given that he encounters more people who hate him than understand him. So when society is passing by you 20, 50 times a day telling you that you're a piece of shit, you're unworthy, like, why would you feel the need to go and better yourself when society's already deemed you unworthy and that piece of shit? So, like, they're just, con they're just feeding into it. Like, and, and making the problem worse instead of trying to empathize and understand and, you know, that, that just breaks my heart. Yeah. So, um, long story short, we'll just, you know, there'll be a book one day. Um, <laughs> and I will definitely promote it. <laughs> uh, it's going to be a doozy. Um, <clears throat> but uh, I, it took a 21-year-old named Jesus, Jesus who arranged no coincidence no coincidence whatsoever <laughs> like um <laughs> uh he arranged three different pickups for me that i wasn't even aware of he figured out his phone was tapped and he went and got a separate phone line this kid was 21 years old like and uh ended up i don't i still don't understand how we did it but i ended up in this little hotel outside of dallas mm -hmm. and i walked in there and there he was with all my stuff and he just looked at me and he said, I got you out, now go. And I was like, what? 
And like he had somebody there to take me to Houston. Like he was like, just just go. He's like, Shane, just go. Like, and I thought, holy shit. You know, and Jesus saved me. Like <laughs> I mean <laughs> I mean there's no other way around that. Yeah. So yeah, I mean and went to Houston and that lasted about three days uh-huh. before um, I finally found a uh, what was it, like a, a halfway that would take me in and just let me come down and then I was just like, oh, you know, I'll go to rehab like and I did some research and I found uh, Van wait, Van Halen, not Van Halen. It's in, L- it's in L.A. Uh-huh. Um, I think you're on the right... I feel like that's... Vans, that Van Ness. Okay, because I heard a colleague who had their child in, in that, too, I think. And it sounded... Yeah. Place intense. Um, yeah, so I... And, you know, they bought my plane ticket, you know, all that. And I went... I mean, you're not even allowed to have iced tea because it has caffeine in it. You know, and we were given, you know, not even a week to quit smoking cigarettes. And, wow. You know, it was 6.30, wake up call, chores, and it was just, it was intense. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, when I went, but the day that I left, like, the woman wasn't even talking to me. She was yelling, like, she would ask you questions and then, you know, attack you for answering them. And she was just, like, tearing this guy apart. And I was like, fuck this. I'm like, I gotta go. Like, yeah. And then I left. And uh, I feel like you're already at your lowest. Why would you still beat me? Like, it made no sense whatsoever because they were not, you know, lifting these people up. They were just... It's just so interesting because, I mean, that aspect too, because, I mean, you you think to be hard on individuals, that would work, or be loving, that would work, and it's like, well, what is the right method? I feel like then you really have to get to know the individual because what works for this person doesn't work for the other. Exactly. There is not one specific way that is yeah. going to work with everyone because it all ties into what was your upbringing life, you know, what just, you know, your mindset about who you are. And like, there's a lot of different factors. That's why, like, you know, uh, I think society would really benefit if everyone was like forced. There's a trauma informed care, you yeah. know, there's a, a training, a seminar, like, <clears throat> and it really teaches you, like, different things to pay attention to and how to approach certain situations and stuff like that yeah and so <clears throat> trauma is something that is something that needs to be talked about more yeah you know there i mean just like everything else there's a, there's a stigma there's a shame that goes behind it and like you know people you know feel like they have to hide that part of it and like you know and i have come to a point in my life where i have finally you know, accepted all of my trauma and the benefits that have come from it. Like, it's it's all about perspective. Like, you know, you can see all the, the negative and the bad, and that's what we're conditioned to look for and think about, like, because that's what everybody else is worried about. Like, you know, and it's not about, you know, the good the good aspects of it all. Like, yeah. <clears throat> the learning curve that came mm-hmm. from all of it. But, yeah. But, uh, and then it was Oregon. That I went. How long were you there? Three years. Really? Yeah. I think I did know you were there, but it just was so quiet. Well, it is quiet there. Uh, I love Portland. Been... The most eclectic, <laughs> like, crazy little city ever. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's a, it was never a dull moment. Yeah. I mean, you can see Darth Vader on a unicycle juggling uh, bowling pins of fire or, yeah. like, lesbians and top hats and scooters and the blue man he's just completely painted in blue like and that's it like and they just walk around and do their everyday thing and it's just like oh okay wow that's 
Uh, what happened after Oregon? I was actually working for this organization uh, called New Avenues for Youth, and uh, it was a homeless youth organization that, um, on their drop-in center, like, on average, a day, like, 80 youth coming in there from all over different parts of the country. Like, you know, and every single one of them will sit there and tell you that the street life is better than their home life. You know, these cookie-cutter, picture-perfect, like, white picket fence, you know, that's shit, that's only a small portion of what actually is, and it's, <clears throat> and what these kids, you know, had to go through. Um, and see, and I was actually, like, they ended up hiring me on full set, and I was the only one without a college degree, but I had a degree in life. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I say, I'm like, <laughs> that's, I'm I got a PhD in I'm life, gonna, <laughs> how you doing? We, we remember talking about this thing. Yes. <laughs> so I got a lot of things to say about that. <laughs> but no, like, I mean, it was... But my ability to connect with the youth without even having to do anything. And trauma survivors, I immediately make that connection. It's, yeah. it's an unspoken connection. It's, it's yeah. a feeling. It's emotion. Yeah. Like, and this system has no way to communicate it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to. Like, mm -hmm. you, you see... But then just working with those, like... But I'm not very good with boundaries. <laughs> like, they made me take this boundaries like class like five times. <laughs> so elaborate on those who don't understand. Boundaries, like personal boundaries, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like personal. Because I know you're a hugger. Ah, and I was not allowed to hug. Yeah, that was that'd the... be so hard. For and... me, that'd be so hard because there's so much you you. It's an invisible, I don't know how to explain it, but you feel so much more when you have a hug. And yes, yeah, some people can interpret it differently, you know, but and but that's not your intention. No. My intention is just, I have so much love to give you, can I just give it to you? <laughs> you know, feel this hug, you know. And that, that three seconds, mm -hmm. like, that, the, the power behind that, like, you know, the, the transferring of that, like, there's so much. Like, in those kids, like... To have, and to have a genuine hug from someone who cares, like, a lot of times they've never experienced that. Like, they don't know what that feels like. And understand. Like. And understand. You and know, you got, like, eh, thanks, Mom, give me a hug. <clears throat> you don't know what I'm going through, but you think you do. You know, right. not bad-mouthing moms, but I'm just saying, like, some, I've been there. No, it's different this, this time. I mean, you can give me your experience, however, it's just different in this era. Take a look. You know, it, it, right. I mean, almost, it, honestly, it almost gets worse. There's It gets better, but it gets worse along the way too it's like it's like worse better worse better you know it's like a it's a race but um, and i feel like those who understand been through it not saying i know it all but know how to there's a light because i found it you can find it right you know and that's how i use myself as an example when it's something that i can understand when someone's story or whatnot and they tell me what they're struggling with and it's like look i've been through this i'm not saying it's better i'm not saying it's worse I'm saying, I've been through this. I even know someone who went through something similar to yours, and they made it. You can do it. I can do it. They can do it. You can do it. It's all at a state of mind. You, know, exactly. you just got to see it through, and you will make it. You know, hey, here's my number. We can keep in contact. Check up. What's up? <laughs> you know, I think it, it's, it's hard to find people who genuinely care about the internal you because this is just a shell. It's a, I, I mean, yes. I've been like this for another 20 years. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's... There's so much to gain from understanding the traumas that we all go through. It's a very deep, deep, deep thing. Yeah. That unfortunately, a lot of people miss out on. Because mm -hmm. like, they're scared. Uh, 
depending on where they live, it could be a judgmental thing. Like my friends or status quo is, you know, I gotta, I gotta, um, I think we're too busy trying to please sometimes the wrong crowd when you should be pleasing yourself. You know, it's, it's always, cause we're always looking for approval because we haven't approved ourselves yet. Learn to validate yourself. Like every little moment, like don't be arrogant about it. Yes. There's a difference. <laughs> There's a huge difference. <laughs> you know, our e- ego. I, yes. A lot of people don't even like fully understand what the ego is. Mm-hmm. It's like we mm-hmm. all have one. Mm-hmm. It's how we present ourselves. Mm-hmm. And it's like a scale from arrogance to confidence. And, yeah. You know. Yeah. All in there somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because a lot, a lot of individuals that do not understand that they mistake an arrogance for confidence. You know, like oh, you think you're hot on a bag of chips, and you, you know, don't tell me that because I will be like, well, I am. <laughs> But just in my own world, you know, right. like it's gotten to a point. I mean, you may think, oh, he's cocky and all that. I'm all that in my head, but I don't think I'm better than you. I think I'm better than where I was yesterday. Yeah. That's just my style. I got to be better every day. Be better, you know, and I really like how you said that. Like, I, I'm better than I was. Yes. Than compared to better than you. That is an excellent way. Thank you. Okay, I'm going to forget that. <laughs> it's recorded, so. <laughs> better than I was. Good job. Good job. I'll go back when we're done. There, I explained it. <clears throat> but um, no, like um, so I mean, and this was in Oregon, right? Mm-hmm, in okay. Portland. Okay. Um, Portland. Yeah, and then of course there always, there always, always comes that time when I realize I'm happy and I'm loved and I've built my life up yeah. and I've done good uh-huh. and it's like okay, it's time to. Uh, let this go. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, and uh, so stupid. Um, did that happen? It's last a little longer than that last time? Did it happen a little bit? Well, no, this one didn't last so long. Oh. Only because, like, I tried to, um, when it happens, you know, I, I remember standing in the mirror and looking and saying, this will not affect my job. Like... And I remember trying to affirm to myself over and over that do not let this fuck your job up. Like, and, uh, you know, and I, you try for so long and then there, you know, there always comes a point where you lose that control. <clears throat> and, uh, <laughs> I feel like you have to lose control to gain it. Exactly. Ah, see, that's where I'm at saying. <laughs> it's okay to lose that control. It's okay to fall. It doesn't matter how many times you fall. It doesn't matter how many times you get back up. Because every time you get back up, you're just a little bit stronger than before. So fall, fall, fall. That's what I tell the kids. It's like, fuck up as much as you possibly can. Just be smart about it. <laughs> right, right. Don't, don't stay just, down there. Don't yeah, stay, don't down, stay there. down. Just, you know, you live and you learn. You're like, it doesn't mean that, you know, you're not meant to be. Right. Like, you're, something to be gained, you know? Yeah, yes. <laughs> So much, so much to gain. Yeah. So, I mean, and then there came the day that, like, you know, I had to call in, and then, like, I just felt so guilty, and I call, I, I texted my boss, and I was just like, I'm going to be honest with you. I was like, I, I was like, I don't know what else to do, like, um, but I've relapsed, you know, and, like, I'm expecting all this, like, and she, her response was, oh, okay, so how can we fix this? What do you need from me? Right. And right. she was like, do you need uh, time off? Do you need, I'm like, are you... Like, I don't think you realize how big it was for you to actually admit it. You know, because no one does that. They mm-hmm. just disappear. Right. I wasn't trying to hide yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people do. I was owning it for what it was, mm-hmm. you know? And, she, and she, she ended up giving me, like, two weeks paid time off 
and she like as I use and she gave me invisible sick time in wow. because wow. she had faith in who I yeah. was. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and big. so yeah. Oh, it was so huge. Because yeah. like I mean, I didn't even know my self worth then and like and I went back to work within it it's it's just that that vicious cycle that always went and then like I was high of work yeah and and then I got really like freaked out about it and I had a breakdown and I went and I hid behind the dumpster <laughs> and I was just crying and everyone was calling me and like you know and then I Christina like uh, I just texted her I said I'm in the garage parking garage behind the dumpster yeah yeah and you know that woman mm, wow you know she's the supervisor of this entire program, like this yeah. huge organization. And like, she just came out there. Oh, God. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. And all she did was, it's like, she just gave me a hug. Yeah, and, she, and she said, Shane, I love you. She was like, <clears throat> that moment. See, people don't realize how powerful, you know, that moment was. And like, you know, and she just said this, she's like, <laughs> this is affecting your job and I said oh I know yeah 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 and she was like but Jane she's like I'm not gonna fire you she's like but I'm gonna give you a leave of absence yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah and uh and she said you do what you need to do for, and I said well and I started adding she's like Shane she's like you do what you need to do not what I want you to do what I you know it doesn't matter what anybody else it only matters what you uh, yes <laughs> And I was just like, okay, I'll go to rehab. <laughs> yeah. Because I figured that was the, <clears throat> you know. Yeah. But rehab. I'm like, so, yeah, I went to rehab. And then, but then it was just the exact same thing over. And, and it was just like, you know, and I knew I needed something different. Like, you know, uh, what is Einstein's definition of insanity? It was like doing something over and over and expecting different results. Like, you know, at this point, I've been in rehab like <laughs> a few times. Like, yeah, yeah. And it was just, and I was just like, this is stupid. Like, mm -hmm. I don't. I, and uh, so I was talking to one of the therapists, and then she told me about EMDR therapy, and uh, Google that. Like okay, I, yeah. I, I, I movement disassociative wrists. I just got a name for it. I know, it. like it's it's <laughs> it's a trauma uh, it's a trauma based therapy program, and okay. what it basically does is like restores your self worth, and um, so I learned, and you know, like I had picked. I found a place here in Phoenix that I wanted to come to because I figured I want to see everybody. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then, like, the counselor, like, lied to me and all this. It was just this weird shit show. And then, like, he ended up pointing me out to this sister organization in Florida. Uh-huh. And then he was like, they have EMTR, we'll fly you out. And I said, okay, perfect. So I jump on a plane and I fly to the other end of the country and I get to this rehab facility. And, like, <laughs> um, I'm like, okay, so when does the EMDR start? And they're like, what are you talking about? I was like, EMDR, and she was like, we don't do that. I was like, what? <laughs> and so, like, they ended up milking my insurance. They held me there for three wow. weeks, and they kept prolonging and saying that they were going to do it, and I was just like, and I finally went in, and I said, I need to know right now. Like, right. And then they said, okay, well, we'll graduate you at OP, but you're going to have to find your own EMDR therapist. All that time. <laughs> oh, I was, I was Oh my god! Like I am. Uh, I made a scene that day. I would too. But I got my fucking phone, <laughs> <laughs> and I made some phone calls, and um, <laughs> I found a different. Um, it was like this. Uh, it was a residential place, but like it was more IOP, and like I talked to them, and they were like, "Yeah, we'll take you." And uh, 
but by this point, my insurance had cut me off, and uh, they're like, we're not paying, but then they scholarship me, mm-hmm. and we, we won't make you pay, like, we understand what just happened, yeah. that sucks, and, uh, and then they introduced me to uh, Melissa, who was my EMDR therapist, uh-huh. and she was a completely separate thing. This woman is like, like I don't know, like it's hard to explain the connection that her and I have. Like, and you, and my first day with her, like you know, this woman charges two hundred and seventy-five dollars an hour, and like you know, she's wow. got two masters and like she's got all these degrees. And after that first, she said, you know, she's like, I'm not gonna charge you. She was like, um, because I've got something to learn from you. And I was like, hmm, <laughs> I really. Right, right. And uh, we worked together, like, um, and. It was we didn't even actually do EMDR, like, mm-hmm. but she helped me identify. You know, one of our biggest things is like feeling what emotions and you know what triggers an emotion and having the, a, a good understanding of why that's happening and you know and how it plays out in our everyday life. And mm-hmm. like, she's the one woman that has ever been able to fully understand me or that I could communicate with, and wow. she knew what I was saying. And like, yeah. the connection that her and I made, like, it was a year later, and I was. I, we hadn't spoken or anything, and, like, I was really stressed out, and someone was crazy, I forget what I was doing, like, but she texted me and said, I can feel your nervous energy right now. <laughs> What's yeah. going on? I was like, oh, like, how you know? Why are you watching me? <laughs> yeah, so, it was, I love her. Um, wow. Finally. Finally. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, uh, but then, you know, I made it almost two years. Uh-huh. Completely sober. It's the longest I had ever gone. Yeah. You know, no weed, nothing. Yeah. And uh, then my job got shut down because, like, the owner was embezzling. Oh. Yeah. And then uh, the week after, you know, they told me that I had rheumatoid arthritis. And then the week after that, I had the beginning stages of emphysema. And then the week after that, it was like, oh, your cancer came back. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. All right. Yeah. When it rains, it pours. Yeah, you know, that was a emotional overload yeah you know and so what did i do i smoked some meth i love meth no escape but see that's the thing is like meth for me does one thing and one thing only Mm -hmm. is it shuts off those emotions it turns off that overthinking like just that crazy and like you know i'm someone who feels everything yeah Yeah. all around me and like it has like an impact yeah i feel like there's an impact and then there I am, like, <laughs> yeah, <it's> like <clears throat> I don't have to be in the presence of someone, and yeah. it's like, you know, with everything that's happening today, like, yeah. walk yeah. in the street and just start crying, and it's like, stop, <laughs> <laughs> um, and, you know, and, like, that, okay, so this is the relapse that, like, changed everything, yeah, because it was a lot of self-realization, because not only was I living by myself, like, you know, you know, then quarantine happened, and it was just, like, this whole, hey. <laughs> yeah, you know, I was stuck in solitude, and like I, you know, and that's I, all I had to do was, you know, think, 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 think. Yeah. Burden. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Like seriously though, that's like, and see, all right, and yeah, I love that we get to talk about this because like, <clears throat> when you hear, I smoke some meth. <laughs> like, what's I, I I don't need to ask what your your thought is because right. like I know what everybody the like, people Take automatically me. assume. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. oh, is that the drug addict? <laughs> I know. 
do not affiliate with that <laughs> one, you know. You know. But my reality is, is that I smoked some meth. <laughs> um, and I gardened and I crafted my hot glue gun was my best friend <laughs> um, I you know you know I understand that like in, in the gay scene you know it's a party drug and you know and it is very you know it's no secret that I'm not liked in that party scene <laughs> at all like because when it also when it comes to like Meth in particular, like um, how you react to it, moving it. What we all seem to think is, is that your first time using is whatever that environment was, whatever your intentions behind, you know, using work, mm -hmm. is that's the, that's the correlation that's going to be made from that point forward. Like, you know, it was a survival tool for me. Like, you know, and I was using with straight people. We had a garage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We had we had tools. We tinkered. Like yeah. you know, and I didn't know the gay sex thing was a yeah. thing until ten years later. Like <laughs> and so, you know, invited these little and like I'm always asked to leave. <laughs> you need to go. Like, okay. I oh, get oh it. that means leave. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, my goofy personality is not liked. Um, <laughs> but no, at the same time, like you know, I was high on meth and, you know, and I came across this, this 18 year old who had been a part of the DFS system in his entire life. And, you know, DFS kids, you know, they're in that system and then they turn 18 and then they're released and said, there you go. Like, yeah. and then what? They've had no guidance whatsoever, no direction uh -huh. and expected just to survive and yeah. to prevail from that. And it's like, no, but I gave him his first job as a dog walker, like, you know, having been homeless and mm -hmm. that couch surfer anytime it ever came across you know somebody on grinder who needed you know if you were homeless and i figured that out like because i can yeah. my my intuition is like really on point and you know and the my thing is, is you two days like you know you can eat sleep but there will be no drugs yeah. there will be no sex yeah. there's nothing you get to stay here and revamp breathe yeah. You don't have to worry about doing anything for me other than taking care of yourself. Like, yeah. you know, during my times of being homeless, like, and encountering all those that I did, like, hundreds and probably thousands of individuals, like, I can count on one hand the people who offered help with zero expectations. Like, and if it weren't for them, mm -hmm. like, I would have never seen that light or had something to focus on or had that reminder that oh good people do exist right like, there right. is a right. different side to this yeah there know? is and it was that that like ever allowed me to keep going like so now like i do live each day paying forward you know those little moments and you know and while i'm doing this like you know <laughs> i'm got my own like i can't tell everyone what's happening because i'm automatically like this horrible god-awful person that's like you know unworthy and acceptable but bitch i'm probably doing more good things with my life when i'm high on meth than you <laughs> are not high on meth so <laughs> what the fuck? god and you know and like and then i wish i kept thinking about that like and then I was in my garden, <laughs> pulling weeds, and then it like it just kind of like dawned on me that like, you know, 
where I, I, society has told me how horrible it is that I'm doing this, how horrible I should feel because of this, you know, that I'm, and then I kept thinking, for what reason? Like, why? Because, you know, when you go to these meetings and you go to AA and stuff like that, like, you know, you set yourself, like, okay, first of all, I'm not trying to discourage anyone from doing this. Like, if, you know, this is my own lived experience. Like, this is not to be compared to anybody else. Like, right. but to affirm, like, you're, they just tell you how bad it is and you were made to believe it and then you count days and then you, you, you set yourself up and it's like, you know, you're hyped up, oh, you're doing so good, you're doing so good. And then it's like, you know, relapses are typically inevitable. Like, it's gonna happen. Like, and you need to prepare for that. Like, and then it happens, and it's the shame and the guilt that, and the pressures of society that add on this 10,000 pound weight. Like, you know, not only are you dealing with, you know, your own internal struggles, and like, you're getting high, and like, and see, and that's the one thing I always say is like, addicts use to cover up the pain brought on by using. Mm -hmm. And that is, you know, the shame and the guilt. The shame, yeah. The shame and the guilt. It's the, you know, and talking to a lot of people, you know, and, you know, that guy that's screaming, yelling, and pissed off, and it's yes. like, he's pissed off because he's being treated like shit for no reason. You know, society is like just putting him down, yeah. not even knowing or taking the time to think about, oh, okay, what's, who are you really? Yeah. Like, nobody cares because there's a stigma stigmas of course <laughs> yes yes like everything you know it's planted <clears throat> yeah. yeah and you know we're told to believe that you know, just have this mindset that you know drugs are bad yeah well i understand that you know drugs aren't great but <laughs> at the same time what people don't know is like i once again i'm not condoning or encouraging any drug use whatsoever yes. <laughs> i'm because i'm we're all different yes. you know and it really does it how it reacts to us is just how react yeah. yeah like we have no control over that yeah. part but i mean i know people i have met people who got themselves through harvard law you know high on meth yeah in in texas i smoked meth with an anesthesiologist who was on a break from work <laughs> yeah <laughs> like um the reality of it is it's like you know those you know these crazy tweaker videos that you see online you know mm -hmm. that's a small percentage of what it's like there's two sides to every story in everything, mm -hmm. you know, because a lot of us like to think in, in some ways where uh, that is only this is this is good, but that's bad. And you have to understand that both exist. And when you know that and you under, try to understand that it causes uh, an effect of you not being so judgmental and just coming to like, I like to use myself as an example where it's like, wow, I'm so I'm enlightened now. Because I've seen this so much in the dark light and the negative way, all all what they try to condition is like, I know there's another way, and I don't want to be judged. And I'm saying, oh, like you said, I'm not trying to encourage everyone to do this, but <laughs> everyone has their own effect of when they do it. And for you, it it brought something good, like you said earlier. You're like, I'm actually thankful that I did it because I probably wanted to found myself. You, you probably wouldn't have been gardening. <laughs> <laughs> Knowing just. Knowing what I've done for the community and the voice that I have and the connections that I've been able to make, you yeah. know, and the things that I've been able to do for people, like, that all comes from my drug use. Yeah. Like, you know, 
my entire life, I allowed myself to be conditioned to believe that, you know, it was bad and what I was doing was wrong and there was nothing good that would come from it. Mm -hmm. Well, after 20 years, a long time, <laughs> um, and no, I'm not saying I'm going to go smoke a bunch of meth and be like, hunky dory. <laughs> no, I'm just saying that, like, you know, to finally realize that, like, you know, I'm as strong as I am because I have survived all of that. Like, I'm as smart as I am because I, I had to use my own intellect. I had to figure things out. My survival skills, you know, they they gradually get bigger. Yeah. Like, I mean, I don't know if you really want to go into that, but like we were talking about earlier. No like, limit. Co cognition. Yeah. And, you know, and like, and street smarts. How yeah. Yeah. Street smarts is, is not talked about. And, you know, nobody is fully aware of what that looks like. Mm -hmm. And, you know, to be cognitively aware, like... Um, most people don't even really understand what that means. Mm -hmm. like, like for me, you know, standing here right now, like I can mm -hmm. be looking at you and talking to you, but at the same time, I'm consciously aware of what your body's doing, what emotions you're giving off and what all that means. That's and like, good. yeah, like I mean, it's <laughs> super intense. And yeah. like, but see, and like, but how do you become more street smart? Mm -hmm. You know, what does that look like? So like, you know, you're in one place and then you move to a new location. What do you do? Yeah. You adapt. Yeah. Yes. You yeah. Have, you have to you, you have, have to, to open your mind, broaden your mind, take in new information, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's new people, mm -hmm. new emotion, mm -hmm. like and it's you get smarter. Yeah. Like more, yeah. you know. And that is exactly street smart. Yeah, and you know, and when it comes to human emotion, like when you encounter so much of it, you begin to recognize patterns. This is true. Patterns that show intentions. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. you know, you get to a point where you can't be manipulated. Like, I know what you're doing. Stop it. <laughs> and then they I'm, don't listen. I'm to there. Me. I'm yeah. there like, oh no, you're really trying yeah, to I touch know. you. Did you stupid? <laughs> <laughs> I got a book for you. Here we go. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's what you were doing. Yeah. And you're chapter one, not even deep in. Okay. <laughs> uh, and yeah, you can stir and tell them, like, I know what you're doing right now. Right. And like you and they uh, 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 and then they try to do it anyway. It's like again I say. It's <laughs> already so been done, I've done it, I wrote it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a degree in life. I love that. I, I feel like that can't be taught. It has to be learned, if that makes sense. You know, you really have to go through some experiences to really you have to be open to it. You know, you can't go in it jaded. You can't going in going into it with expectations because expectations is one thing I always say leads to disappointment. Because you have a way of what you think it's supposed to look like, and when it shows up not looking like that way, number one, you're not gonna want it. Number two, you're not gonna receive it for being the gift that it could possibly be. And you're like, I'm so disappointed. It's not supposed to look like this way. Like. You could be expecting that your degree is going to look this way. It's going to give you the best job in the world. And what happens when you get this degree and you don't get that job, you're disappointed because you had this high expectation of it's supposed to feel this way, right. look this way, and be this way. And it was none of that. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of glad it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. You, you learn something new. That means you open yourself up and, and gain so much more wisdom. Wisdom, strength, and courage. Like, that's stuff that money can't buy. Like, that's just fucking priceless. Like, mm -hmm. they know? try to, but it's just, like, I'm, it's not. It's mm -hmm. people with their other, like, <laughs> way more than you'll ever have. And, exactly. like, you know what? And I'm better than you for that. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. Yes. Uh, like, yes. Don't, don't look down on me. Like, wait, what? Like, yeah. You know, yeah. Like, I'm a survivor. Yeah. Like, you know, being a survivor is 
you know, very... Yeah. Wipe away everything right now. Who's going to be there, you know, holding your you hand? Wipe so, yeah. You really are a survivor. Uh, <clears throat> you know, just following you and watching you from just a distance, you know, you really are a, a survivor. And, you know, I... I like to think of myself as one too, in a different kind of form, of course. You know, but that's awesome. You know, it's yeah. like I'm not going to allow myself to struggle. I know what to do. I know what I'm going to make myself do. Whether I'm uncomfortable for a moment, but the best things happen when you're uncomfortable. Yes. When you get comfortable, yeah. you don't succeed. But when you get uncomfortable, it works. It works. You know, the best things come out. You see what you're capable of. Yeah. You know, you really see your potential when Take it comes out of the comfort zone. Right, right. <clears throat> get comfortable get being uncomfortable. You know, push through that fear. You mm-hmm. let fear run their lives. Like, yeah. Could you think of the what if is is also mean fear? Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, oh, what if this happens? And what you know, just make it work. <laughs> just just leave. So what? And what go. You? Yeah. Because yeah. like you watching you, you know, unpacking. I'm leaving. You know, <laughs> and then and then you know my garden, and you know it's just it's, oh. so. Question about your garden. Like, what did it bring you? Oh everything like i mean and see that's the way like this last go around like to finally accept who i am and what i'm capable of and what that looks like all because i picked up a dead plant on the side of the road like that led into what i was able to create like and what i was able to create was you know, that was so much more than just like a little garden, like, you know, and <clears throat> to like, that was all that I was like, and it, it showed through that. And like, I discovered that I'm artistic, like, who knew, like, you know, and to, and it wasn't, you know, I wasn't able to, you know, validate that by myself, but it was just everybody, you know, I just thought I was being my crazy, weird, little random self and like just having fun. But then every single person's reaction came over you know was was just priceless and like you know inside my house and what i had done like you know you can create energy like and to be you know finally be aware of that yes so true that's so true i have to do that and i wish people knew more like that like you the it's a simple concept like a few inanimate objects you know placed together just right can create you know to create a vibe yeah you know a strong vibe like yeah. a healing vibe, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, and when it comes to, you know, for me, plants are the perfect representation of life, you know, and it's like, it's just a recycling of energy. That's it. Like they're giving to me what I'm going to give to them. And it's just like this back and forth right. and to walk into my house, you know, and the reaction every time was holy shit. Like, I mean, that's how I got my dog. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, was, you know, um, the individual swore to me that he wasn't high, that he wasn't, you know, and he walked in and he looked around. He was like, what the fuck is this? He was like, what is going on? Like, what is happening? And I started, I started laughing. Oh, I know what's <laughs> happening right now. <laughs> and he just like, and it, but it was a warm, it was a very comforting energy. And that's what was throwing him off. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was just, then he just started talking and he was like, why am I telling you this? <laughs> <laughs> he was like, why am I telling you this? He's like, I don't know. And I was just like laughing. You're like, I know why, but we're just going to go there because that's going to go beyond you. Yeah, you know, just like, and I told him, you know, just have a seat. I'm like, yeah. Dude, just let it all out. And he sat there for two hours yeah. and just poured his little heart out. And like, and then 
just stopped and he just like started crying and he like gave me a hug and said wow. thank you for listening you know I'm gonna go rethink my life now <laughs> and then the next day to message me on Instagram and say they're getting ready to put this dog down he's like for some odd reason like I feel like you guys are meant for each other and like that dog is my other half like that dog is everything that I am. And I love dogs. Okay. Yeah, like Buddha, you know? Yeah. But then to, for him to message me like a few months later saying that I picked up my 30-day chip. Like that, wow. you know, just that brief moment mm-hmm. to just listen to someone. Just listen. You know, people just want to be heard, you know? And, but that was a powerful moment. Like, that was big for me. <clears throat> You know, um, and I still keep in contact with him, actually. That's good. Yeah. That's good. He keeps me up to date with everything, and he follows me. And so, you know, you just never know who, what, when, where. You know, we all are constantly, you know, we're all brought into each other's lives for a reason. No matter how short or long that time is, we all have something to gain from one another. Yes. Like, and... <sighs> <laughs> Gosh, and that's what we were talking about, like, you know, and like, you know, this last, it was literally a bunch of different little things that happened, and like, I had met this other individual who walked in my home, started just running around, pulling stuff out of the refrigerator, like, ripped all his clothes off, and I was just like, oh, shit, but I thought... I didn't, I didn't react. I just sat down on the couch yeah. and I watched him. It's amazing how you stay just, just cool, calm and like, okay, that's going to get interesting. Like, and so I just let him do his thing for a minute, you know? And, and then he just, it became a little, and, but then he hawked this big luger and spit it on my closet. And I was like, Ugh. okay. I was like, no, I mean, he was fucked up. Like he was he? like fucked up. Like. And I was like, okay, you gotta go. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's, you know, you push that boundary. <laughs> like, yeah. And, uh, you know, he left, you know, but then the next day, you know, I'm walking Buddha and, like, I don't know, my God was just like, text him. And so I text him and I just said, I don't wanna why, but I just feel like I should tell you that I love you. <laughs> and that was all he said. Yeah. And his response was, um, uh, I'm, at, I'm here in town for work. And he's like, I'm at work right now. And he's like, why don't you come talk to me? <clears throat> I said, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know, because, like, it's little moments like that. Like, mm-hmm. that's life telling me, pay attention. Yes. Pay attention. Yes. yes. You know? And so I took an Uber, and I went and saw him at work, and nothing could have prepared me for who I met and what he had to say. Like, who he was, you know, sober, you know, mm-hmm. not all. <laughs> 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 like, I know. <laughs> Was the complete opposite of who I had met the night before, and uh, we we made the combination that uh, nation of Buddhism, like he spoke that language, and uh, like he literally spoke to my soul, like he said every single thing that I needed to hear at that moment in time. That like I mean we both were just sitting there because like and he spoke with such conviction and passion and it was like I had no choice but to listen to him and I was just like what is happening yeah and I remember getting back in that Uber to go back home and the you know he was like how you doing I said I don't fucking know I was like <laughs> I don't know what that was or what just happened I was like but I I need a minute to like wrap my head around this yeah and like you know take it all in yeah that's good that someone could give you that because you're the one who's been giving 
you know, coming into my own uh, environment and gaining something from it, creating some type of um, surrounding of uh, a vibe, creating a vibe in your own home. And that's one thing that I like to pride myself with too, is like my home, I want someone to feel comfortable and I love when I hear you like, I feel so like at home when I come into your place. And it's like, good, because I'm a comfortable individual and I like people to feel comfortable around me and why not have my home be like inviting? Have a seat, take your seat. Like I just feel so good right here. Yeah. Like I can just see like, well, you ain't staying here. <laughs> yeah. You're in yeah. visiting, you know. <laughs> I'm glad you feel comfortable, but don't go too comfortable. Get out. No, I'm just kidding. But you know, I, I like creating that, and it's and it's sometimes like before when someone else gives you that, just like how he just gives you like a whole another level of wisdom that you gained. Yeah. Allowing yourself those opportunities. To, yes. To know that. Not closing yourself off. Yeah. Thanks to the plant that you saw dying on the sidewalk. It caused <laughs> no. all of this. Yeah. To, yeah to There's so much symbolicness on that, but we will talk about that later because I'm like, ooh, just gave me a poetry idea when you were saying, like, <gasps> like, I wanted to guess, like, he doesn't, does, maybe he does, I don't know, but that's huge. That's so, that was like a start or something. But anyway. I don't know if I ever sent you the picture of, of the, I have a, a, a specific tree. Yeah. That I literally saw dead on the side of the road and I had ridden my bike past it a few times and I just kept saying, I don't know, like I need to save that tree's life. Yeah. And so I I you know, we ask a bunch of people like, Can you help? Because I don't I haven't I've been thirty five years old and I've never bought a car and I will mm -hmm. never probably buy a car. Um but to get somebody to go help me get a dead tree, like, you know, that's not something I'm be you're crazy. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but um, to be so determined, you know, like I, you know, I made the decision I was going to do it. And like, you know, it's like midnight and I'm on my bike and I was just going to drag that bitch home in some sheets. <laughs> and like, I know, I know. But then at that point in time, somebody driving a truck who knew me, but I did not know them. Yeah. Saying, hey, Shane. And like, I was just like, oh. And then they got that. But then to... I believed in it, you know? And like, I put it in the ground. Yeah. And that thing took off and like these great big white flowers, like a similar. Oh. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's just, wow. It was, um, I don't know, that, I even told my neighbor by behind us, like, if anything, when I'm gone, make sure you take good care of that. Like, that, tr that tree represents a lot. Yeah. Like, and, yeah. So, yeah. When you, the way you describe that, it just like, that hit me. It's like, because <sighs> I mean, that's, that's, that's a hard thing to talk about. A lot of people don't understand. It yeah. takes a certain person to be able to understand that. Yeah. There you go. That's what I was like. I know you kind of you dropped it, but you kept when you were talking, like, hmm, okay. <laughs> I was like, we have to go back to that because I just, I don't know, there's something there for me. I was like, because I see huge things from the most smallest things, you know, it's just like a little mustard seed of uh, something for me to see. So when you said that, I was like, oh, that means, oh, yeah. Anyways, I'm sorry, guys, I keep going back to it. It's just, yeah. Well, because I mean, that, that's, there can be so, I mean, that's, represents so many different parts of life. So many different parts, like, you know, just uh, you can find beauty in just about anything. Like, you just have to find it. You have to see it, believe it. And like, you know, I, to find this dead sum on the side of the road and thought, okay, well, I'm going to utilize this for that, that, and that. Give it reason and purpose. I gave it purpose. It was just a fucking stump. 
the thing blew up and it took it was just a stump city and it started branching out and growing like <laughs> I love it like it was and when I started seeing it grow I was just like the real the self realization that came from picking up a yeah. stump all of a sudden yeah. growing like yeah. in a way it, like it symbolizes you you know and that you know when someone else says I love you and I love you Shane I'm here for you what do you need you know, it's just kind of like, it's like a full circle. Yeah. And then everything that you gained from the sources that you probably didn't realize was there genuinely given to you. You can talk about it now because now you see it. But it's like an evolution. It's like, now I'm putting purpose, all of this that I've gained, and I'm just going to throw it in here. And it's just, and then it blossoms. So it's like a symbolization of your life. Exactly. And the self-realization I keep, I mean, that's... Way that it all ended up piecing together, yeah. and then, like I said, just clicking. Like, did I realize my full potential, and like what I'm capable of, and like what you know? Holy shit! Like, you know, yeah. give myself a pat on the back. Yeah, like, don't forget to do that. Oh yeah, no. Like, yeah. Um, and then to gain that insight, and then be able to flip that perspective. You know, to see that drug use as like a horrible, bad thing. You know, my entire life it gets meant to destroy me. Like. And then stop and think like, oh, well, my drug use made me kind of smart and <laughs> it made me a lot of friends and <laughs> it made me more like, you know, it made me a lot of things that who I am, that, you know, are attributes that people are drawn to. Like, you know, so I see that as a good thing. And then I finally saw a positive perspective. Yeah. And it was that tiny bit of light that allowed me to focus on it because, and then say, oh, you know. I'm not trying to destroy myself right now. I'm trying to better myself. So you can do that. It's okay. You know, and then to make a decision, well, it's time to go. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Let's get away from this yeah. awful place and let's yeah. go back home to Phoenix. Yeah. You know, and to like, yeah. and you know, to, I don't know, like that, like, yeah, that, that was. And that's just a blessing how uh, help was able for you to, move on over so easy too because i remember you telling me like this is crazy i was like but now hearing everything mm -hmm. like today just everything that you have said it makes sense like this is your reward well this is also like life's funny way of telling me that my journey has just begun <laughs> like everything happened to a reason up until point in this point in time you know time to realize what you're capable of now <laughs> yeah and now you gotta take it as it comes because that's just how life is and your purpose, your path that you're walking. I mean, world of life on life's terms. Yeah. What happens when you let go of control? <laughs> and that's what happens, you know? <clears throat> it's like, okay, we're gonna go this way. Okay, well, I'm gonna go this way. And I feel like when you're able to do, it's almost being free. <laughs> You know, being actually uh, allowing and understanding, I feel like you probably have more of a understanding than some can ever get as close to freedom. Um, I, and this is someone looking out, looking out, from outside looking in, and and seeing it's just like, wow, it's it's an epiphany, it's an evolution that I've seen in you, and it's just it's an amazing that you're sharing that because like it just it uh, it makes me grateful. To have come into path with you, obviously, but um, so you tell me that we're not done yet. Like, you know, oh yeah, yes, yeah, exactly. 
every other thing. Yes, right. yes, yes. I'm always like, uh, you know, this is not the last time you're meeting my show, <laughs> so, you know, because can't get rid of the bitch. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but it's, it's, you know, I, I always, just like you said, you know, everyone comes into your life for a reason. And whether or not you know what that reason is, and especially at the moment, sometimes we don't know. You're not so it could be years later. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> exactly. And um, there was no way I was losing you. Mm. I was like, oh, you better. Like, I know it was just one night we hung out. <laughs> well, two days. And, what well, was it? No, it was, was it two? I don't know. Anyway, but all I know is, I think it was part two, because uh, I remember a Sunday fun day. Uh, <laughs> but other than that, it was just like, I just knew, like, you know, when you meet people, it's just like, you just, I, don't know, I feel like you know. That connection. Yeah. Yeah, it's like that. Yeah, it's that connection. You know, once once you click, you click, and you are good to go. And so it's just like it's it's an amazing, amazing thing. So and in chemistry, because I was talking to someone um, yesterday about that too, about just chemistry, and it's not an easy thing to gain when two people are not open. You know, um, you have to really be open to it. And life has so many crazy things in the journey when you meet these individuals that give you something, but. Um, Speaking of one of those lines, like, um, I think it's funny, like, that connection, that, um, like, and sometimes that can happen when you least expect it, like, let's say you're in a random encounter with someone, and that connection's there, mm -hmm. and how most people think that that's, like, meant to be love, and that we're meant to be, and then they run from it, like, why? Why are you taking it to that right, level? Right, right, <laughs> right. Just let it be whatever it is to be, you know? And and that's, again, with expectations, uh, misunderstanding of what maybe a blessing could be. You know, meeting people, it's, you never know what they're here to bring. So why mess it up by trying to assume? <laughs> we were talking about assumptions earlier. Ooh. And so, and that, and that destroys so much. And, I mean, all of us are guilty because we all assume things. Sometimes... We don't think good things all last. We, sometimes we feel like we deserve the worst. I don't know why we get that mentality, just because I think we accept that, that we look at our life and we see it like, does anything get good? It's all, I feel like everything just falls down. But you know, it takes an outside source to look at your life and be like, I saw a blessing through that fa failure. You know, you, you got up, I mean, look at you now, you're here. You know, and I just feel like we kind of mess up a lot of things because we have that assumption. We always have that assumption, like, just like you said, you know, they got a great vibe and we click. And like, I'm in love. I think that's going to be my soulmate. Oh my God, we're getting married. And it's like, well, I didn't mean it that way. I just, I wanted to show you love, but not that kind of love, you know. And it's, it's, you know, and, and again, you know, like in the media, it is portrayed that way. You know, it was like, this is just like what happened in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, I found my, you know, it's like my leg went up when I kissed him on the cheek. You know, it's like, okay. Oh, uh, shit. Stop trying to paint it the way you think it should look and just allow things to be natural. To find your authentic self, like, it's like, to also come down to being happy. Like, you know, we're, we're conditioned to believe that in order to be happy, we have to have X, Y, and Z. Like, and it's all materialistic shit. Like, and that is not, yeah. no, that does not define yeah. happiness. Like, yeah. you know, and 
you know, to, I don't know, for me to find true happiness, like I had to practice gratitude, you know, every single day. Yes! And, I get so excited. I love gratitude, like, yes. you know, and, you know, and that was another, a deep appreciation that came from my drug use in like having walked those depths of hell. Like, you know, I walk out that motherfucking front door and the first thing I think about is like, that sun feels good in my face. Right. Like, I love that smell in the air. Yeah. Like, and I'm, I'm grateful for that. Like, I'm grateful to be alive. I'm grateful to be taking that step. Like, I'm grateful for all the little things that, like, most people aren't even aware of. Like, and it, and it sucks. And it's like, to have had nothing multiple times than, you know, to reach a point in my life where it literally took my own little one-bedroom guest house in a yard to realize that's all I need to be happy. Yeah. And the happiness that comes from that is, like, never-ending. That's that's all I need, like... Yeah. I don't need a car. I don't need this. I don't need yeah. that. I just, yeah. need, I just need a yard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and somewhere to find dead plants. Like. <laughs> and you, you, you planted a tree. And that's huge. When I mean, you think about it, when you, because I, I like to think of things as universal. So when you, when you think of universal, you can make a purpose to it. I can make a purpose to it. Someone else looks at it, can bring a purpose to it. It's, um, it's very universal. So when you say I pl you planted a tree, it's, it's big. Because you planted a dead tree. Yeah. I, exactly. But you, you brought it back to life. Yeah. You know, ugh, I'm sorry, I get chills when I think about that because it's just, I'm writing a poem. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but we, I, I know exactly what you're saying because like that literally can just go off in so many different ways. And like, mm -hmm. you know, in the day that came that like, you know, I literally pushed that yard sale off for weeks because I was scared. I was freaking out because that literally, that whole yard, that was me. Like I invested, you know, and like I said, like. It saved me. Like, because, yeah. I mean, there were some low, low, low times when I let those people, you know, just put me down yeah. so much that, yeah. you know, you start to believe it. And yeah. It's like, wait yeah. a minute. Yeah. Yeah. And I forget who it was and who I was saying something. They were like, shut up. They're like, do you hear yourself right now? Like, are you saying that you're letting them get to you? And I said, fuck you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no. It takes those people to do that, though. We need people like that. Tough that love. Call it out. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and, oh, and I like, I, and I call it, I like having assholes as for friends because they're not scared to tell me, you know, I don't need you to pat me on the back and say, it's okay, I need you to tell me, like, so what are you going to do now? <laughs> like, what, what do you mean? I need you to pity me, like, no, you're doing it all by yourself. What <laughs> yeah. are you going to do now? So what are you going to do? You going to make a decision? What? Uh. What's the next thing? What's, come on, let's go. You know, and, and that's the way to be. And I see that leaving your garden behind or whatnot, some of it. Well, I know, I was like, Dad, because I saw, I, I saw, I, oh man, and I saw that video. You uh, went boop, boop, and I was like, oh, <laughs> it's like an earthquake. Um, <laughs> it's like a next chapter. You close one chapter, and now you're walking to the new one. Yeah, it could be, it could be a chapter, or it could even be a dang book. Well, no, like for, with any good book, mm -hmm. you know, each chapter only gets better. Yeah, it's more suspenseful. Yeah, it's more anticipating, and like that was, and that you know, the whole book thing. Like I've used that one multiple times. Like. But the, the best part about ending that chapter <laughs> was that day <clears throat> to make, you know, I had been so scared of that moment, which is weird because I don't know what I was so afraid of. Yeah. Because like, you do it, you have done it. 
you recreate, you know, I all think you're in a different mindset, though. Yeah, like, yeah. it was all very different. But, yeah. like, it, uh, you know, to make just a couple posts on Facebook uh-huh. that, like, the wave of people who came to my house, I was not prepared for. But, like, it was everything that they had to say, who they were as people, and it was just, like, it was the most beautiful moment of my entire two years in that floor. And I met more good people that day. Wow. And then I did the two years. And it was just like, I was so taken back because like every single person that came in was like, said the same thing. Like I, you are in, it was just, it was a very beautiful, very surreal moment. And it was like, everybody just knew that I was a part of that. They were like, we can just see that like, you know, how much of you is in here and what you've done. Like, and it was just, you know, it was, and all the little dead things that yeah. I, you know, and to be around people who could recognize that, like, and it was just, it was a beautiful day. And I had feared that day for so long, and that was the best day I've had there in Florida. I'm like, <clears throat> so, ah. It takes special people to do that. Mm-hmm. Wow. But I love when people start asking me for advice. I'm like, now listen, I'm not going to coddle you. I'm not going <laughs> to go, are you prepared for this? Like, right, right. Because, I mean, that's the only advice that's ever worked for me is that tough love. When somebody just smacked me in the back of the head and said, you know, get off the pity pot, you know, stand up, accept yeah. it for what it is, acceptance. Yeah, yeah. yes. That yeah. life is not trying to bring you down. Mm-hmm. Life mm-hmm. is trying to teach you something, build you up, make you stronger, make you smarter. Like, <clears throat> so instead of saying, why me? Why me? You know, why me? Ugh. Yeah, ugh. Be grateful. I, yeah, that it's I you. can't stand the pity party. That's that's that is a part of me. I'm just like, if you're gonna call me and you're looking for someone to feel sorry for you, mm. I am not the one. Not the only man. time is when you lose a loved one. That's the only time you're gonna you're gonna feel a grasp of just like it will get better and don't let their legacy die. Well, I've learned a lot today. Today, I, I really have. I'm so happy. I really am. I did not know about this book. The Trials and Tribulations of the Gay Redneck from Missouri. Is that what you're calling? Yeah, that's what I'm calling. <laughs> like, and so, like, just to clarify, like, I know that the, the word redneck is the, the most endearing, but I have my own um, meaning and definition behind redneck. And, uh, like, I, even my friends from back home, like, they don't like it when I am on Facebook saying I'm the gay redneck. Like, so what is your definition? <laughs> to me, you know, first off, you know, redneck comes from like, you know, being bent over and like, you know, that sunburn on the back of the neck. Like we're out there, you know, to me, it means I'm, I'm we're hardworking. You know, I, I'm not afraid to work. You know, I'm, we're self-sufficient. Like, um, like my greenhouse. Like, yeah. We can make something out of nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Resourceful. Yeah. Like, extremely resourceful. Yeah. And, like, you know, and uh, oddly enough, unified. Like, because, I mean, like, there, like, it, you know, if something happens, all the, the gathering, you know, one person needs something and you've got, like, a team ready to go. Like, and they're <laughs> just all there. And, like, you know, and that's why, like, if anybody needs me, like, you know, just ready to go yeah you know and that's i think there's a lot of good things like i mean could i live back on that now now absolutely not like but (laughs) i can be grateful for the attributes that i gained from that place you know and i'm i'm glad that i came from there 
yeah. and good morals and values. And yeah. <laughs> and then for those who maybe be going through something similar can actually look up to you or look at it as an example like, I can become more. I'm going, I'm going through a, maybe a similar situation of coming out and I don't understand it, don't want it because this is the wrong place to come out to or whatnot. And then looking at you like, wow, I, I could be like that. See, and that's, uh, yeah, exactly. Like, and you know, and it, you know, at, my, at this age of time, like all my traumas, all those turmoils, all those like horrible moments I thought, why me? Those are without a doubt life's greatest gifts. Like, those I'm I'm so blessed because of all that. Like I'm I truly am. Like because like we said, like the, the stuff that I gain from that is stuff that money can't be bought. And, you know, and this is stuff that most people will never have. Yeah. And, you know, so that's that's priceless. Yeah. Like yeah. And so if, if to anybody that's in those moments that mm-hmm. just feel like it's unfair or just know that. This isn't the end. Yeah. It's not meant to be the end. Yeah. Like, this is building you up to your beginning. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So you think this is just, just hold on. Mm-hmm. Just breathe. Yeah. And so, I mean, and then to have going through all that, like, if anything bad happens now, I'm just like, okay. <laughs> yeah. It's not the end of the world. Like, yeah. you know, and I just brush through it. Like, it's no big deal. And everybody else is like, how are you handling this fight? Well, shit. Like, yeah. I've been through way worse. Like, <clears throat> so... It's all about the mindset. Yeah. Yeah. I just uh, recently uh, wrote a script and um, there's a phrase I put in. I said, there, there's nothing is, it's always something. Because let's say if you said, oh, it's nothing. And it's like, well, no, it is something. Because if it was nothing, you would have never needed life. Right. Yeah. You know, and so, oh, you know, <laughs> we think about. You know, like just like you said, people think it's the end, but that's just the beginning. There's something that's gonna come out of that thing that you think is this is nothing. I'm nothing. You know, like oh, I'm nothing. Like oh, you just don't even know what you're capable of. And I'm grateful that I do have that eye of seeing potential in individuals. I see their potential, who they become. At the beginning of that gift, I that was. A bad, not a bad gift, but I did not embrace it because I was too busy trying to change people. Yeah. And trying, like, you can do it. You know, no, this is what you can do. But that's not my journey. That's their journey, and they have to discover that for their for their own. And I have all I can do is encourage and give a word of encouragement and give them their space because overbearing sometimes is not always the best. No, all you can do is be that light, give them something to focus yeah. on. Yeah, like how's it going? Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay. <laughs> you know, don't call me and explain. <laughs> I, I don't I don't I'm not done with complaining you know mm-hmm. but, <laughs> but yeah um mm-hmm. so what would what would be a few words of encouragement for those that have the thought of even meth being negative or in a time of their life that has just been suffering you know they don't they don't have that love foundation at home you know maybe someone who's been through not so much of a, uh, a parent not giving them that much love, whether it's brothers or whether it's fa- family. Because, you know, when the first thing that comes to your mind of family, you think of, oh, that's love. You know, as mm-hmm. your first sign of love is your family is what we're conditioned to believe. And like I said this yesterday to somebody, I was saying, you know, family is not always blood. You know, it could be your closest friend who's like your brother or sister or whatnot. They, I mean, hell, if, even if they could be your like your father, mm-hmm. you know, a father figure out there, a mother figure. You know, it's not always blood. But 
for anybody who's probably come, who's came from just like a dark beginning, you know, what would be some words that you would tell them knowing, you know, where, I mean, you are a, a light. Mm-hmm. So it's funny that you just like said that whole blood thing. Like that's the one thing that I always go to. Like, you know, my, my blood family is in Missouri, mm-hmm. but I came back home to Phoenix because this is where my chosen family is. You know, my, my chosen family who love and support me and no matter what, and you, you know, they've been through all the thick and thin shit with me and they are still just here. Like, and that's why I came back here. Like, you know, and we're all here for a reason. You know, you were worthy, you were loved, you know, and uh, I, I don't... Lay off. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, there's like, there's like, that could be a whole other, like, I don't know, just, you you are everything you know you're not, you know? And I love that. That's, don't let society convince you otherwise, you know? If you're a good person, be a good person. Yeah. You know, don't, don't let, you know. Oh. And don't compare. Don't, I know. Please don't compare your... You We're know, individuals for a reason. Yeah. You know? That, oh, if I'm not like him, I'm not good enough. No. no. Just, you are your <laughs> own individual. And, and, yeah. We all, you know, and we all live life a different way, and yet, here we are, side by side, so surely we've done something right. Like, right, you know? right. <laughs> I'd like to think <laughs> so. <laughs> I think so, like... You know, like, <laughs> I've got just as much to gain from you as you've got to gain from me. And so, yes, yes, it's a beautiful, it really, I mean, the world is beautiful. Even though I may not seem like it at times. But it takes individuals like us that can bring that light out. You know, we are God's warrior for a better tomorrow, you know? <laughs> Tell the truth. God loves the gays. Yeah, I know, God, <laughs> you know? And that's, that's, just, that's just the other thing. It's like, I've always told, you know, my kids, it's just like, Relying on you, yeah. So just persevere, baby. Yes. (laughs) Yes. God. (laughs) Now, any questions for me? (laughs) I know too much. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so I'm so grateful that you've taken the time. It's kind of funny to think, even just a little bit. You just said home is you know here in arizona it's kind of funny because um and you said you chose to me just the two years that i lived in arizona i have i have created a family via where i'm at right now but you know it's like they're my this is my family and it's crazy that you said i was like yeah phoenix is i have a home to come to if i wanted to come back over here you know it's like they've been trying (laughs) (laughs) but i you know it's it's irreplaceable. It's unbreakable, and it's you know I'm so grateful, and it's amazing just for me to think just two years I I came to family, and you're one of them, you know. Yeah, so yeah. so I am so grateful. Like I even when I talk about you, it's it's funny. Oh my God, Shane! <laughs> like there I haven't met yeah. anyone like you because the thing is is that I'm such an in depth person, and meeting people is a blessing to me. I love meeting people feeling their different vibes and yours was nothing's measured to you 
And I love everyone is individual. Like everybody in my life are individuals. You know, I don't measure anyone alike at all. Because people are like, well, who's the best? Who's this one number one? Like I don't put no, I don't categorize people. Really? You are who you are to me. Period. This person has a different connection to me than you. That's it. But you guys are all so special to me. I, I couldn't have my life without you. And so I just love that. <laughs> I always love the hype, the the electric like connection we've always had you know it's like i see you it's like oh i can't i just i gotta touch it give her i was about to get you ready i was like okay just calm down because like, <laughs> anybody else was like what the fuck is wrong yes, with you yes. <laughs> like why are they so what is going on over there it's like and you know you don't mean a lot of people like that because i feel like you know you're a blessing i don't think i know that and and just when fire sees another fire, I guess, you know, and it's, it's ecstatic and you can't kind of tame it down. It's, it's just like, it, it's, it's hard to explain. I'll write about it. But, but like to, to be, okay. So like to be a person into, into a room, like, you know, make yourself know, like yeah. do something stupid, yeah. something crazy yeah. that's going to be seen weird. So yeah. then you automatically take the pressure, you yeah. take that pressure away. You yeah. take it all on yourself. And like, okay, what now? And then you own it. And then it's like, moving forward is just so much easier for them, for me, and everybody else. Like, right. people realize that, like, right. you right. know? And I love that reaction. Yeah. Like, I love seeing people's face like, <laughs> what the fuck? What did you just And it, you know, um, um, that night, uh, the guy that I was on a date with, he was, he was like, who is that? But he actually liked it. He was just like, I want to meet people like, because he, like, he was gravitated to me because of my energy. And he's like, you met someone like almost like you guys was like, <laughs> how do you do that and not explode? Like, oh, we did explode. You didn't do that? <laughs> it's like we're a bomb. You know, it is what it is. But it's an amazing, it, it's just amazing. And I'm so blessed to, to be able to have that connection and to be able to call it out and to tell you and you know. You know, you're very aware of it, you know, and it's, it's, it's wonderful. Very you know, if you have anybody like that in your life, hold on to them. Hold on to them because rare. It's, it's very rare. Very rare. You know, so I'm grateful. So thank you again so much. Thank you. I'm so glad I could be here. Yes. Larry. We were going to do a Zoom first. So it was meant to be oh. in person. What a bad time though. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I would have been so hopeful and optimistic. <laughs> <laughs> Don't look at me! <laughs> <laughs> so maybe we should wait just a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, and it was good. It, I'm, I'm glad we did because here we are. Nah, so see, this I'm, is I'm much better in person. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. So happy. Love you. <laughs> Love you too. I'm so happy. <laughs> Thank you so much, though. We're going to do some good things. I feel like there's there's more. There's going to be more to come. Like, I've got a feeling. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. And, and that gut feeling is never felt. Trust that <laughs> intuition. Like, trust yes. yourself. Yes. You have to. You really do. When you get those goosebumps, that is a that's, sign that's, that you're that's doing like something That's like a confirmation. Right. I feel like it's like, oh, ooh, I just got chills. Or even, you know, Deja Vu is like, I always say Deja Vu, when you get it, you are where you're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I'm meant to be here. I'm meant to be here. You know, like, why do I feel like I see this already? Oh, it's destiny. You're supposed to be here. Um, <clears throat> but thank you so much, and thank you again for being my guest. And this is not the And that completes today's Talk About It Tuesday episode on Not Just Cafe. Thank you so much for listening and see you next Tuesday for the next TBIT episode. And remember...
When you run into a mental wall of personal perspective, talk about it.